Hi, it's Cindy, and welcome to Taiwan Ren, where you'll meet inspiring Taiwanese people all over the world. This interview features one of my favorite people, Rachel. Uh, Rachel's been a family friend for a long, long time. She's just one of those people you have a five-minute conversation with, and then you instantly feel better. In fact, you can literally do anything. So I guess she's she's like a healing crystal, but with style. <laughs> I wanted to chat with Rachel because she recently started a jewelry line on Etsy. I also had an Etsy shop selling greeting cards for a hot minute, like ten days, and zero sales. So、uh, let me tell you, it ain't easy. Her shop is called Ama Studios, which means Grandma Studios in English. Um, yeah, definitely sounds better in Mandarin. So, watching her start this business really piqued my curiosity because I wanted to know how did she wake up one day and decide to start making earrings? How did she then just start doing that?、Um, and why name it after Ama? Let's dive in. Hi, Rachel. Tell us about yourself and your connection to Taiwan. Hi, Cindy.、Um, I am a content creator for Refinery Twenty Nine and Vice、um, for work,、um, and my connection to Taiwan. I mean, I grew up half my life in Taiwan, and to me, it's very much. A part of me, and I see how much of my personality or、um, traits that I have that stems from me growing up in Taiwan. Where did you live after that? So it's hard for me to say that because <laughs> I actually moved back and forth from Taiwan and Canada, Vancouver, about eight times back and forth. So. It is super hard for me to say I was in Vancouver afterwards because I didn't really have that kind of transition. It was always very back and forth. And you live in New York now. Do you love New York? I do love New York. I feel like I could say New York feels a little bit of a Vancouver mixture with Taiwan. Okay, <laughs> I love that. I've never thought of it that way, and that's why it's a perfect place for it. Yes, and I think I kind of found. A bit of the balance that I needed. Like I love Vancouver; that to me is home. So is Taiwan, and I don't consider really New York home, but it is like the balance and the mixture of my two homes.、Um, okay, so what is Ama Studio? Ama Studio is kind of this side hustle passion project I created last year. You know, I. Very much so, identify with Asian culture, but being here for so long, I don't feel like I do any content creation or even like、uh, just creating things、uh, that identifies with that.、Um, so part of me loves fashion. I love、um, accessories. So I was like, I can mix the two of those things and create something that is mainly just for fun. Um, so I make earrings.、Um, I've made necklaces, but mostly earrings.、Um, why ama? And for people who don't know, ama means grandma in Taiwanese. 
Yeah. So um, when I was thinking about the name and the idea really stemmed from me wanting to do something with pearls and specifically Baroque pearls because they're like uh, deep sea pearls that are natural. They haven't been processed before. I just love the shape. So it that idea, the concept of the um, what I thought it would look like came first. And then when I was thinking about pearls, I'm like, the most thing I can connect to pearls is my mom and my grandma. And, you know, obviously people that's listening don't probably don't know me. Um, my mom passed away um, when I was in my early 20s. And it was something that I also partially was like, I wanted to dedicate something to her and, you know, how she is so much like, with me all the time. Um, and with her and my grandma, they were just like, women that are a part of me and inspire me, and makes me want to be a better person. So that to me wasn't super hard. I and I also love like Ama saying it in English is so simple. Oh, that's so it's just so beautiful, because I really thought it was um, I saw the retro vibe in your social presence. So I thought it was more of an homage to that age, but you have such a personal story too. Um, yeah. You mentioned the pearl earrings, but I think what I love the most about your earrings are the bok choy earrings. <laughs> Can you tell us how you came up with bok choy earrings? Yeah, so what's funny is I was looking at just different aspects to like, what are some things that people know about like Taiwan? What are the things people know about Asian culture besides like, yes, food, but yes, it's part of food. But I, you know, in Taiwan, when they say bok choy, bok choy is actually Cantonese. Mm -hmm. And so in Taiwan, they call it um, bai cai, I think, right? And mm -hmm. I think there's a Taiwan, and I, I need to learn more about this, or maybe the audience can search about this, but uh, is a Taiwan-like national treasure oh. of some sort with, made in jade. Um, I could be not perfectly correct on that, but I was sending my dad a photo, and I was like, Dad, what do you think of these, like, I'm going to make these into earrings. And he's like, oh, like he immediately associated to the Taiwan thing. So I was like, that's perfect. Like that's, that's really where that came from. And like people on my work loved it. Um, yeah. Especially I just got like um, DMs right away. And they were like, oh, is this like has to do with Taiwan? Like, are you Taiwanese? And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Okay. I'm definitely not. Taiwanese enough that I don't know. <laughs> I might be even completely saying it in Chinese wrong. Like this is embarrassing, but um, <laughs> I was also educated from my dad and people that I didn't know about. <laughs> no, I love it. So you decided you want a side gig. You want to create. I've known you for years. How did you randomly just become ear an earring expert? <laughs> <laughs> um, YouTube, you know. Uh, so at Refinery29 Vice, my my job is 
like around video content. And so I've always been so passionate about YouTube and I know I could learn anything from YouTube. So basically it was just like, I had a idea of what I wanted to look like exactly. Sourcing was a thing, but like how to get the gemstones to be on the pearl and live in it and not fall off like completely YouTube. Like I basically learned how to put a earring together in a week based on YouTube. <laughs> Okay, there you have it. We don't need universities. We need you too. Exactly. That. I mean, so many people have can say the same story. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything surprising to you in this journey of launching AMA Studio or you know, learning how to craft earrings? Yeah, I mean, I definitely learned and understand that I'm such a perfectionist and it's kind of a double-edged sword. And so through the process, I've kind of learned to be more easy on myself and not to beat myself up. I remember the first time a customer told me that a gemstone fell off. I was so upset and I was like, oh my God, like how could I let that happen? And I was just beating myself up for it. Um, so I guess through the process, that's something I learned about me. And the other thing I, I mean, this is just so amazing is um, I did launch it as a passion project. It's still a passion project. It's not really for like other purposes. And I initially came up with it wanting to also connect with people. I wanted to connect with people that you know, can share their story. And if you go on my Etsy, I do say like, I hope that this will bring your memory of um, Ama or Abuela or like any, um, like whatever your background is, your memory of your grandma or your mom. Um, and then this uh, girl that bought my earring messaged me maybe like two months later and told me that she she told me a really long story about how she lost her grandma and she always felt this uh, gap between because she grew up in United States that she couldn't feel like she was very close with her Taiwanese grandma. But when she passed, she felt like through the last few years, she did try to connect with her more. And this piece has brought her some sort of healing. And yeah. I just you know, immediately I, I was like getting teary and I just never thought something created that you can connect with people on that level. Wow. Yeah. Um, I was just going to ask too, because I do think um, running a business on the side can be hard. So there must be fulfilling components, right, to keep you re-energized and going back and keep hustling. Yeah. Is there anything um, surprising to you too in terms of finding your niche audience that really appreciates both Asian culture and quality goods? Just this community maybe you've tapped into? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think there's just a lot of us, a lot of people like us that grew up in Western countries but have Asian morals or Asian parents that have taught us certain things. And the older you get, 
you want to find those roots and you start wanting to really connect with those roots. And I feel like that's what I noticed and really rewarding actually to just have people that love the items because it means the same thing to them. Do you have any 2021 plans? Um, so I recently um, connected with uh, an organization on Instagram and we all know that COVID really hit hard with the Chinatown community and, you know, the racism and also just what the our current president has been saying has really had a negative effect on Asian community. Um, so I connected with this organization called Send Chinatown Love, and they're doing amazing things. They're connecting with um, merchants in Chinatown, and a lot of them are mom and pop shops. So they're helping them grow their social presence and raising awareness. And um, I basically wanted to take um, all my proceeds in September to support their cause. Um, and I, I guess that's kind of what I see um, for 2021 too, is just hopefully through different items and social media, we can, you know, get people to really understand like and love Chinatown and bring their liveliness back. Um, I'd say that's one piece of it. And two is, um, I'm actually, I got so busy this year with everything going on. I didn't really have time to like focus on this business, but I hope 2021 I'll have more time to play around and maybe discover more items and creations. More Taiwanese veggies coming. (laughs) Oh, I actually saw this thing so amazing online today. This girl on Instagram makes candles that look like bitter melons does it but what does it smell like <laughs> i don't know but i was immediately see this is the thing is like when you see something that you know it so well and it connects you in a certain way it was like immediate for me i'm like i have to get this thing yeah i definitely emotionally purchased six shalong bao lanterns Oh my I god, that's so cute. I don't know for what reason, <laughs> but I bought it. <laughs> well, it's not for no reason. It's that we we love those things that we see and it brings us joy. Rachel's story reminds me of hmm, resourcefulness. And that's actually what I thought being Taiwanese was all about because almost everyone in my family has attempted to start a business, myself included with, yeah, the greeting card shop. (sighs) When we discovered something we're passionate about, we found that courage to just get the ball rolling. So across my family, I think we sold uh, books, furniture, toys, wedding decor, and chocolate. (laughs) In different quantities, of course. But um, as I'm having these conversations with people, I'm realizing, okay, maybe my family's not that average. Um, Although I still hold on to that belief, there's this grit and tenacity in every Taiwanese. Thank you for listening. 
I think YouTube should probably sponsor this episode. <laughs> I'll be waiting, YouTube. You can grab a pair of Rachel's earrings on Etsy at Ama Studios, or if you'd like to nominate in Taiwanren, please let me know at cindy at taiwanren.co. Taiwan Jiao!